0: as breath in your body, there is hope. I am so excited today because on this particular Think Hope podcast, I have with me my dear friend, Apostle Dahl Robinson, and uh, she is the founder... And the president and the chief in charge of his outreach ministries that she can tell us a little bit about. And she's also a member of Turning Point International Alliance. So we are just wonderfully blessed to have her to come with us and be a part of this Think Hope podcast, this holiday special Think Hope podcast, as we are now. Counting down the time and the month, which will soon be days, to April National Month of Hope. So without further ado, I just want to go ahead and welcome you, Apostle Doll, to thank, the you. Podcast. thank
1: you so very much. I'm so glad to be with you, especially during this holiday time. But just always, every time we have the opportunity to interact and uh, speak with one another, it's always a joy. And it definitely releases hope, I would think, not just for myself, but with you and anyone else that we may be encountering or interacting with at that point. So it's just good to be with you. Just a real, real pleasure.
0: Yes. uh, You know, I thought about how... Last year this time we were in Jamaica. Right? <laughs> Absolutely, you were doing a hope
1: podcast from Jamaica. Yes, the sounds of Jamaica, the thoughts, the 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 interaction with the different individuals, and it was just a wonderful time. And we accomplished so much while we were there. Uh, we went. I had time there with um, his which the Lord has blessed me with, his international prayer outreach. And we go to different nations, different people groups, and just encourage them in their areas of building and ministry and prayer predominantly, taking the time to pray with uh, different companies, different churches, individuals, making sure that they have what they need. So I'm just glad you were a part of that and you ministered such hope to the people that we came in contact with. But we know that years change and now we're both <laughs> at home. We are not out of the country this year, but it's still good because we're still doing exactly what God has given to us to do.
0: Absolutely. It was, it was an honor to uh, tag along and just kind of assist you with that move that you were doing there and and then have the opportunity to share hope along the way uh that because that's what it's all about we have to partner we come alongside one another and we go forth to the nations as a matter of fact you just came back from israel (laughs) on a so tell us a little bit about how that went oh my
1: that was such a joy Being in Israel and just experiencing the presence of God, and of course, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So often, many go to Israel that they can walk in the places, the footsteps, follow the footsteps of Jesus. We were there not just for that purpose, but to encourage the hearts of the people that were there. And we had opportunity to go. Yes, we always, when we go to Israel, we want to go to the places like uh, uh, Gethsemane, and we want to go to the Mount of Olives and to the Western Wall. And yes, we did all of that, but we had opportunity, the group, and it was a small group that went, there were about seven of us, To go into neighborhoods and to meet with people that you don't really get an opportunity to talk with and share with that um, really just want to know. And when I say about wanting to know like why we're there and why we have the love that we have even toward them. Um, being Israeli, and we have the opportunity to talk about Yeshua and how the plan that he has for their lives and what he wants to do for them, and it's interesting because it connects Old Testament with New Testament, but they really get to experience love and again, as you share so often, hope. As to why he came so it was a great two weeks we went from the north to the south we were up on Mount Hermon we were at the Dead Sea so it was just a glorious time and I thank God and I encourage those who have the opportunity to have that even if it's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience Mm. to do it and they will not regret it and thanks for giving me an opportunity to share Um, what we did while we were there. And I would like to say there are those that came to know Yeshua and Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, And we thank God for that. And also those who just really just needed to be built up and encouraged. It's amazing um, after what we've been through around the world, because just as we experienced The whole situation with COVID-19, that's all over the world. Mm -hmm. And people are coming through it, and they just need to be um, encouraged. So many people, tend they tended to lose hope. Mm -hmm. Um, They they went into that place of despair and hopelessness. But God has a way of sending of people or sending of word to just encourage one. That there's another day coming, so we had an opportunity to do that
0: in Israel. <laughs> yes, that is phenomenal. I'm so happy to to hear that that good report. And you're absolutely right. People need hope, and we just had a a phenomenal, just power-packed, very impactful hope immersion retreat workshop here wow. in Tallahassee, the capital of Florida, where we had a small group of, of women come together, about uh, seven total throughout the three days, and we just were immersed in hope through the practice mm-hmm. of homology, and I will be sharing some of the highlights from that Hope Immersion Retreat during this Think Hope podcast today. But one of the things that really stood out was the fact that we all need hope, whether you're in mm-hmm. Israel, whether you're right here in the United States of America, whether you're in Nepal. As you know, we just came back from there in um, yes. September and, and, and every place in between that people need hope is so much this 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 going on in this world and at the hope immersion retreat we were just able to just come away from everything and and take a look at the principles that are found in the practice of hopeology these very practical self-help principles and tools that you can use to first of all become more hopeful yourself and then share that hope with others. And I just want to just announce to everyone that in the coming year, we're going to take it, we're going to, I would just say, um, <laughs> we're going to put the pedal to the metal. I'll use that uh, <laughs> that example. We're, we're, we're really gonna ramp things up and we're going to get this hope out there because to see just before my very eyes, the transformation that took place just by coming away and talking about how to think hope, how to imagine hope, how to uh, speak hope, how to share hope, and and all of the exercises of hope breaks and the different things that go along with it. I'm still getting testimonies from the from the ladies that that can that, that oh, to- wonderful. So today, we're going to look at, from the practice of hopology, one of the topics that's in there on page 14, if you're following along in your practice of hopology booklet, and that is moving from despair to hope. Because let's face it, there's a lot of despair. Uh, We just heard another high-profile suicide where uh, the, the, the young man, uh, ended his life, and everyone was, was wondering, you know, what, no one knew exactly what, or how, or why, and, and this, this thing is real, there, there are people that are, that are silently in so much pain, and despair, that, that need this hope that we're talking about, uh, let's, let's, let me hear your take on that, you know, it's, it's,
1: interesting, um, Dr. Roslin, because when I heard um, of the death, the suicide of that particular young man, I began to think about how one who is always smiling, and periodically, if I turned on the television, mm-hmm. I would see him dancing, and I just he just seemed like such a pleasant, happy young man. And there are so many people that we encounter on a daily basis that smile and laugh and you just think everything is just well with them. We all know that each one of us are challenged in different ways and, you know, we have bills to pay and we go to work and we have family situations. But overall, we continue. And you just never know mm-hmm. what people are going through and everyone doesn't say, I need help. Or if, if I could just talk to someone, the despair and just people wanting just to be with people or someone to care. It's all around us and we have a responsibility to help people to have hope, absolutely.
0: You said it, you said it, you said a mouthful there because that is the urgency that I feel with this practice of hopeology. And it is something that encourages and equips people to be able to have what we call these hope chats where you check up on those who need hope. And as we talked about in the Hope Immersion Retreat, it's not always the one that you would think it's like we need to check up on the up and outers those that appear as though everything is okay and then there's seven steps to having a successful hope chat and when you go through those steps and you get it in your spirit and then you just begin to reach out to people you will be surprised what will come back and so many times our lives are so busy That's why with the practice of Hopology, you have to be intentional about everything because you never know what's going on in someone's heart, in someone's mind, and in their lives. So now, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and we will talk about seven steps to help you move from despair to hope. And that is something that we could all use and I'm asked all the time as a hope coach or a hope life coach how do you stay so hopeful what do you do well I've really taken what I've written and I'm and I'm living it intentionally and I can tell you it does make a difference and when you see others who are doing the same things uh, as I as I mentioned in my latest blog, a situation that happened with my husband and I, and I thank God that he's such a uh, a man of 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 hope and and one that that desires to share his testimony. He says life is and everything he goes through is a testimony, and I, I of course I I am definitely in agreement because when he goes through, I go through. We're one, and when we can share it from the perspective of. Yes, we have situations, I mean, real life threatening and, you know, <laughs> hard situations that we go through, but that's when the rubber meets the road. That's when either this is real or it's not. But whenever we choose to, to hope and, and, and rather than go into another place of, of hopelessness or despair or negativity, it always makes a big difference. No matter what the results may be, it makes a difference. The journey is different when we go through it with hope. So we're going to have a little break now. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about seven steps to help you move from despair to hope. I wanted to come and, and just kind of sh- Uh, have a conversation with you and let's just call it a hope chat
1: (laughs) we learned how to have a hope
0: chat and I wanted to ask you to share what you were able to receive from today well I'm so
2: excited I'm so grateful that I came I thoroughly enjoyed it I thoroughly enjoyed the impartation about hope and I learned that you have to train your brain to expect good, you expect hope every day. You, it, it's, it's, you have to do it intentionally. And I learned that also that you have to speak affirmations of good every day. Like all is well. It's going to work out. God knows the beginning from the end. You know, he's a good God. We have to uh, We have to just create in us an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Of hope okay. so we can encourage others and it's really not about all about us it's about helping someone else with that hope that we've learned that we have inside of us that that hope you know and the Bible said hope making it not a shame so you won't everybody need hope yes everybody everyone needs some kind of hope that's right everybody's going through something yes. yeah we, they need hope and so we we got to get this inside of us when the word is in, wrap it in or then we can release
0: it to someone else. All right. Well, we're back from the break. And I tell you, that Hope Immersion Retreat was, was so awesome. And I can't wait. We're, we're going to have another. And whenever we schedule our next one, I would encourage you to go ahead and register soon because it's, we do it in small groups, no more than 15 people at the time. And, um, and I would love for you to come along and be immersed in this hope that we're talking about. Today on this Think Hope podcast, we are looking at seven steps to help you move from despair to hope. And number one, the first step is this. Determine the cause of your despair. Be brutally honest and this requires self-evaluation and knowing that no one is responsible for your feelings and emotions but you now that's the first step and i and i want to just say once again about this whole practice of opology as you can hear it is a it's a self-help model this is not counseling or you know therapy or any of that but it's a it's a practical model that encourages you to do the work because the work can't be done for you so if there is something that you know if there's a a, a medical need that you need to go see someone and talk to someone um, a, a licensed professional then we encourage that along with these practical ways to uh, become more hopeful and also to share that hope with others so I just wanted to just kind of put that disclaimer out because the, the first thing that, that I can see with this step is that we take the responsibility and we put it on our shoulders to determine what's going on. So let, let me hear your take on that, Apostle. Yes,
1: I, I agree with you totally. This is a step that has to be taken. And it may seem, and for many, it is difficult, but we have to be brutally honest. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to say, this is what is happening. Mm -hmm. And many times we want to pass that off and we say, Well, it's because of that one or it's because of uh, I didn't have enough or I don't have or this. And it usually becomes a place of what we didn't have as opposed to what we do have. Mm -hmm. But we have to really be honest and take responsibility for some of the things that, and I know because it can be very hard for me to say, I could have done this differently. But because I did this, then I may be experiencing that. Mm -hmm. But I would say the key, as you ask me how I feel about it, I just believe the need to be open and honest with ourselves before God. Mm -hmm. And if it means being honest before someone
0: else, then we
1: need to do that.
0: That brings us to number two, and that is firm with someone you trust that you're on the right track in identifying the source of your despair. So right off the bat, we understand that moving from despair to hope is going to require other people helping us. It's not something, even though it's self-help, but it's, it's also this whole thing of we need one another and someone that, that, that you trust, <laughs> that you trust, that you can share how you feel, what you believe the, the, the issue may be, and they can confirm it, or they may say, well, I hear what you're saying, but that's not it. Now, when we're talking about confirming with someone you trust that you're on the right track to identifying the source of your uh, despair, um, let's let's talk about that. Who are some people what would, would come to mind, uh, Apostle Dahl, that that people can can talk to about that?
1: Yes, it
0: it, it really depends.
1: When when I heard you say that about the confirming, mm-hmm. one thing I would like to say even before I give a couple suggestions for people is you don't always want people that will say yes or agree with things that may not be what they really are Um, you want people that will be honest with you and that means you have to be in a situation that you're ready to hear honesty, you're ready to hear truth because we cannot uh, move from one place to another without getting a handle on what it is that really is uh, the situation or, or really causing the problem. So some of those people might be, if you have a confidant, one that, a, a, a friend, a good friend mm-hmm. that you talk to and over a period of time you've learned to trust. You know, everyone, just because we talk to them, does not mean that they are our best friend. <laughs> um, it takes time to develop relationships. Yes. So that means people that we know, we have been able to talk to them about different situations in our life and we feel good about talking to them. Even if they don't always agree with us or we agree or or we agree with them, but we feel good and they help us to feel better, and not only feel better, but do better. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say a friend. It may be even someone in your family. It may be a sister or a brother. You can have many siblings, but there might be one that's close. It could be someone that, um, it could be a pastor or someone in ministry that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. It can be so many different individuals, but the reality of it is you have to feel settled and at peace mm-hmm. with that individual, and trust is built. We just don't have uh, a trust with an individual just because they say nice things to us, or they've given us things, or we see them around. Trust is Establish, but you only know if you can trust someone if you are willing to be open and to be vulnerable. Because I'll tell you, Dr. Raz, there have been times that you really thought you might be able to trust somebody. And they may have disappointed you in the past. But one thing, another thing we have to realize is that everyone isn't going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And just because it was a, may not have been the best of a situation, the next one could be the best that ever happened to you. Yes. So that, that's how I really feel about it. That trust is important. So we, we don't want to think that everyone is going to treat us or respond to us or answer us the same way.
0: I like what you said about not just going to someone that will agree with you without really being honest because just as you have to be brutally honest, uh, the person or persons that you speak to must be uh, willing to tell the hard truth in love. Yes. And because of the relationship, because there is trust there, then you can receive it and be able to either maybe modify your, your determination or, or thinking about a particular situation or say, okay, well, I'm glad to know that I'm not tripping. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Like, like I always say, is this, is this my mind? Am, am, you know, am I seeing this the way I believe it is? And so it's always good. It takes two to know one. And I'm going to tell you, your relationship with the Lord is also and preeminent to establishing that type of confirmation. Because you can take everything to Him. And He will lead you to someone to talk to. And He will also uh, confirm through His Word and um, just through his presence, different things that need to be confirmed. So always, and that's one of the steps that we'll get to, uh, but definitely taking it to the Lord and we know that we can trust him.
1: Absolutely.
0: The third step that we see here is something now that's moving us towards action. Now that we've determined the cause of the despair, maybe you've lost a loved one because so many times doing loss is whenever uh, despair comes. It breeds despair, whether it's loss of a loved one or a job or a dream, you know, we often find ourselves in that situation where we are despairing and it's like, what's happening? Why am I going through this? What is this all for? And to the, the, the degree that some people even take it to the place of, why am I here? There's no reason for me to even live. And that's when we say you really need to reach out and get some professional uh, help and counseling and talk to someone. And there are, there are hope lines and helplines that are out there to call and talk to someone when you have really slipped into that place of despair where you are suicidal and you don't know, uh, you, you can't seem to shake yourself out of it. But but let's say you, you're not there. You're not there, but you, you, you are feeling down and you are in a little despair about whatever the situation may be. You've kind of identified the cause, you've confirmed it with someone else, and now number three, you have to plan your strategy to move from despair to hope. It's, it See, this whole thing about the practice of hopeology is action. It's not just thinking it, and it's not about crossing your fingers and saying, you know, I wish I may, I wish I might hope upon a star tonight, or wish upon a star tonight. It, <laughs> it's so much deeper than that. It takes action. saying goes, if you fail to plan, then you plan to Fail.
1: Fail.
0: And especially now as we're getting ready to enter into a new year, uh, it's always good to begin to look ahead, and, and that's what hope is always about. Hope is future-oriented. And begin to plan your strategy to move from despair to hope. And number four, which I'll, I'll add that one, then I'm going to bring you in, Apostle Dahl, set goals. See yourself completing your plan, and believe that you can. That that is just wonderful. See
1: yourself setting goals, setting your goals, and believe that you can. That is just tremendous. Believe that you can. I would just like to add at this point, because we did talk briefly, or you've mentioned about relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I want to say this, um, if it's okay at this time. Sure. With hope, there are so many scriptures, of course, that mm-hmm. make reference to hope. But for me, I look at the scripture, and I'm going to bring it back to that setting goals and see yourself believing that you will accomplish them. But I read in the scriptures, um, according to Romans 15, verse 4, and I'm just going to read this from the Amplified Bible. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction Mm -hmm. so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope and overflow with confidence Mm -hmm. in his promises. And that is from um, the Holy scriptures. It's from the amplified version and you can read it in Uh, the Bible version that you read, but that just really stood out to me as you were speaking because you talked about action plan number, well, you talked about uh, number three with action planning that strategy and then setting those goals. But if we can do it in the overflow of confidence in his promises and we can see ourselves coming into that place of completion it's a promise when he gives us to said he says that he knows the thoughts he knows the plans that he thinks toward us and he's the one our God is the one who says that thoughts of peace not of evil and you know Despair will take us into that place of evil. It will cause us not not to want to do anything, but because of the work that's being done with hope and looking at it and being able to take hold of that action and that plan and that strategy. Why? To give us that future and a hope. We need to be able to see ourselves completing something this coming year. And you know how we do that? Knowing that God has blessed us to see another
0: day. And I really believe that it starts today. That's right. And on that note, we are going to take another break. And then we'll come back with the last three steps that we'll share today of moving from despair to hope. And one of the things about these steps, let me say this, they don't have to be in the order of, of their, as they're written. Start with, with number seven, or you may start with number five, but really, if you put them all together, you will certainly move from that place of despair back to that place of hope so that you can continue to move forward in the things that God Almighty has for you. So we're going to take a break now and then we're going to come back with the last three steps of moving from despair to hope. Well, I'm standing here with Miss Franklin who has just attended uh, our Saturday workshop of the Practice of Hopeology, Hope Immersion Retreat Workshop. And i just like for you to just share from your heart what you received from the retreat. Okay. I'm delighted to be here today.
3: Thanks for the invite. Um, from watching what was going on today, I'm so grateful that I took the time to come because it, this is a peaceful place. I feel the peace as I walked in here. Um, I don't get a lot of that because of the nature of my work. Um, So one of the things that was brought to my attention is me doing too many things at one time, Mm -hmm. taking the time to do one thing at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back and watch my schedule and get more of a rhythm where I can do one thing (laughs) at the time. It hit me because I've never been anywhere where somebody said it. And it hit me let me know that's one of my problems. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that is one thing, because I am getting older. And when when um, Dr. Rosalind said something about uh, falling and getting hurt, I could relate to what she was saying, you know, that that's going to make me be careful how I get up, how I walk, you know, the activity that I started in. So that was... A, Another plus that the Lord was speaking to me, hmm. <laughs> speaking to me, yes. so maybe it would help me not get hurt. Yes, <laughs> you know. So yes. that is another thing, and one of the major things um, that really grabbed me is when she was saying about, you know, watching like just the nature, the things that we don't pay attention to, mm-hmm. you know, like even how the whole church, it's everything set up so beautiful when you walk in here off the street. It's, it's like being in another country it, it feels like it's like being somewhere else so being here I feel like I've been out of town today yes <laughs> I feel like I've been out of town yes a retreat, so, so yes. that's yeah. I, I didn't even realize that what you post around with pictures and everything that you see mm-hmm. that it puts you in a different mood so I got to do a better job with that okay <laughs> I do a better job with that the symbols of hope yes the symbols yeah. of hope okay. yes you know so hope means more than just hoping that there's a better life but just from being here it makes me realize the hope is is everything a part of our life just like
0: Yes, I tell you, we had such a wonderful time at the Hope Immersion Retreat and the women, they are still, I'm still getting reports of women talking about what they received and, and how they now want to become licensed as a Hopeologist. And that information is available now or it will be available for the new year. That I mean, We are ready now to institute the whole licensing and certification process of the practice of Hopology and everything is in place and we're getting ready to equip those that not only want to receive this hope but to be a part of this movement, this whole hope campaign and to be equipped, licensed and certified in Hopology. Oh, I'm so excited about that and we'll be unfolding that and rolling it out in 2023. So please stay tuned. And if you're interested, please email me at Tompkins at gmail.com and I will send you the information of what it takes to be, because people say, so you're a Hopologist. Well, Hopologist is my trademark with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Department, but it's actually for the services that we are providing, promoting the public awareness of hope through public advocacy. So whenever you come under the license of Hopeologist, then that means now you can be certified in providing the practice of Hopeology through Hope Immersion Retreat Workshops and other ways so that others can be equipped and so that others can take this hope and spread it. So it's a, it's a powerful process that's taking place right now and I'm so excited that people are are joining and saying, "You know what? I want to be I want to be a hopeologist, well you certainly can be." Now, I'm back with Apostle Dahl. and we are talking about steps to move from despair to hope and we've already gone over the first 4 which I'll mention again and then I'm going to give the last 3 because it's a total of seven and seven is the number of completion number one we determine the cause of despair and we're very honest or brutally honest and it it requires self-evaluation and knowing that no one else is responsible for your feelings and emotions but you so whenever we're moving from (laughs) despair to hope we look internally we don't look and say well it's because of my husband or my wife or this person my boss or my friend if they just leave my life then i won't i won't have a, a problem with despair but we look inside and say okay what's happening with me Because uh, whenever we're feeling emotions like despair or hopelessness, it's not coming from outside of ourselves, in other words. So we have to look within and do that self-evaluation. And if it does cause moving from a situation, then that'll be a part of the plan. (laughs) And then number two, we confirm with someone you trust and they make sure you're on the right track. And when you're identifying your source of, of despair, number three, you now you begin to put it into action. You plan your strategy to move from despair to hope. Number four, you begin to set those goals because all strategies need set goals. And then you have to see yourself completing your plan and you certainly have to believe in yourself and believe that you can. And We know you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And then now for the last three, number five, and this this is very important, focus on the result. Don't get distracted. And that is so very easy to do. But once you have this plan and you've set it out and you've written it down, keep it before you. Focus. Number six, pray and ask God for help. Now listen, you're going to need God's help, and we can can put that up before number one. (laughs) You can start by praying, but along the way, you're definitely going to need to continue and to ask the Lord for help. And then number seven, reach out to people who believe in you and your potential and who are willing to empower not control you along the way because as you have your plan as i stated before it's going to require others and and as you go forth and as what is dependent upon whatever it is you're doing you're going to want to connect with those ones that can empower you along the way and not control you so that's the seven steps that we're looking at moving from despair to hope and and Apostle God, I'm gonna let you come in right now and, and kind of wrap us up and and give us your take on that.
1: Well, they they are just wonderful steps, and I I really believe in what you are saying and saying to each and every one of us, uh, Doctor Roslin, because when you said the words, you don't have to do them in order. That takes everyone into a place of liberty so sometimes we feel like if we don't do one two and three then we can't do four or five and the lord may be directing us to start with number six pray and ask me for help because sometimes we don't even know how to determine or think about what's going on. Or we don't even think about who we're gonna reach out to. I really like that uh, number seven, with reaching out to people who believe in you. If there's one person who you know believes in you, you can reach out to them, call them, text them, Send them an email, but I'll go back to call them because there's something in a voice. There's something in people being able to hear you as the individual mm-hmm. and you hearing their voice. It brings a comfort, it brings a safety, and it brings a care place, a place where you You can say, you know, I'm not doing so well right now, but I want to do better. Mm -hmm. There's your focus, your result. Focus on doing better. These steps that have been given today are not just for today, Mm -hmm. but for every day of our lives so that we can, just like Dr. Rosalind said in, in the very beginning, people always say, well, why are you so hopeful? Because every day she's practicing, you, Dr. Rosalind, are practicing hopology. You're not speaking ne- negatively. I thought about those uh, setting goals and seeing yourself doing them. If every day... We awakened and made, and I know you have the affirmations or declarations to be able to speak, if every day upon waking, after we thank God for causing us to awaken and see one more day, a day that he has made. And yes. even as we go into the rejoicing and the thanksgiving, we can say one of those affirmations which will set our day in order. And at the end of the day, we will have been able to see that particular result that we completed in the day. Yes. Or even speak it over our week. These seven steps are life savers. I just have to say that and in this time of um, festivities and joy and celebration and so many have gone through uh, things that one wouldn't consider celebratory or experience sadness or missing someone that they haven't seen or family situations but these steps save lives. We started with the whole place of suicide or people losing people or uh, people attempting areas to bring harm to themselves. But I just thank God. I thank God for you and what God has given to you, because truly, if these areas are followed, these steps are followed, not always in order, but we get them in, it will not only save our lives, but help to save the life of another. And that's what I have to add at this time with what we are doing now in this hope chat. (laughs) Thank you, Lord.
0: That is powerful, powerful and so well articulated because it sums up what we're doing in this hope, pass it on, and save a life campaign. This is so real and it's so powerful. It is something that God Almighty gave to me and to our team. But as I told the participants of the Hope Immersion Retreat, don't, you don't have to remember my name. When you're telling people about this, talk about the practice of Hopology. Talk about the principles and some of the practical tools that are, that are so helpful and life-changing that can make all the difference in the world. Send them to the website, practiceofhopology.com where they can download a free copy of this Practice of Hopeology booklet. Encourage them to attend a Hope Immersion Retreat workshop. And and that's what I ask when I say hope, pass it on. Because it's, it's not about me. It's, it's, it's about what God is doing in this time. I've seen it through my own eyes in so many different situations. I think about the time in in Cote d'Ivoire where I was able to share about the language of hope from the word of God where the Shunammite woman, when she lost her son and how she was able to say, it is well. And the Lord had just given me that revelation and I shared it at this service uh, through an interpreter because they're French speaking people in Africa and um, and, and after I finished exhorting the people with that particular word about the language of hope, there were four souls that came down who were contemplating suicide, and God was able to give them hope and to help them. And the pastor then was able to uh, be there for them, and they were able to get the help that they needed. And it just showed me from that point: it just this is real. This is real. This is this is needed. This is what God has given us at this time as a hopologist to release to the nations starting right here and right now on this Think Hope Podcast. Apostle Dahl, I want you to minister to someone who is listening in and they say, Well, you know, I'm there. I'm at this place where I am in despair. Why don't you just share with them right now? I just thank God for sharing and having the opportunity to speak to you
1: and you know exactly who you are. The scriptures say, according to Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That scripture says a future and a hope. This is your day to take hold of the future. That means the time, the hours, and the days after this moment. And once God has done that, he knew before we even came together on this podcast that this was your day. It was designed just for you. God has much for your future. Oh, the wonderful things that you will experience because he's wonderful. He has a way of doing things and helping us that are inconceivable in our heart and in our mind. They're beyond what we could think. He's also our counselor. He's the one who can give direction. And he hears us even when we don't think anybody is listening and because he cares You know, we want to come to a counselor and talk to someone that we know is compassionate and cares about us. He is the counselor. He's mighty in who he is. He gives us that needed strength. Beloved, receive that strength that can only come from him. And he also, our Lord is as our father he takes on those situations that we have he cares about what we think and that's what a good father does he just draws us close and comforts us and he's also our peace our peace in our emotions our peace when storms have arisen that cause us to think we can't go another day. But Jesus, the Messiah, and in this time and every other time, he can calm the storm and the disturbances. The word of God says, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I encourage you, as you take hold of these steps, these seven steps, here from moving, from despair, no longer in that place, let us now look to the place where God has given us on today. And that is of hope. God bless you. Trust God and know that he has heard your cry. God bless you.
0: Well, praise Mm the Lord. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for your encouragement and just being available to come on the Think Hope Podcast with me here to, as we are lifting up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but also as we are releasing the power of hope. Thank you, my dear friend. Thank you again for thinking of me. I'm here with Linda S. (laughs) And you have attended all three of the days of Hope Immersion. So you have really been immersed in this hope. And you shared before, and now at the the end of it all, I want you to share now what it has meant to you and what you received just, just from your heart. And before you even start, One of the things that you did was create this beautiful bracelet of hope with the hope colors and you gave it to me as a gift and we are going to make sure we get more of these and make these available as a part of the hope campaign. So thank you. Greetings! (laughs) Wow, I am just overjoyed. I'm excited, I'm energized. Listen, this experience has definitely been life changing
1: for me. So all of my goals, all the things that I have been given by God to do, I have hope that I'm going to be able to get them done. I have been called to be different and called to make a difference. So after these three days of getting tools and practical ways to do that
0: I am ready
1: to take off so thank you for all you have poured into us I really appreciate the work that you
3: are doing so you stay grounded and I am looking forward to working with you to take this hope
1: To the world. Thank you.
0: Learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope. Join me now for your hope shot for today. Live life from the place of expectation, excitedly, like Christmas every day. I talk about how to rest in hope in my book, As Long As There's Breath in Your Body, There's Still Hope, and my Practice of Hopeology booklet. And I talk about how we have to learn how to rest in hope Because the essence of hope is expectation. And when we're really expecting something, we get so excited. I share about how I used to be so excited every Christmas that I couldn't sleep the night before. And even days before, just anticipating the blessings (laughs) or the toys that I was going to get. And sometimes whenever we get into this flow of hope and we begin to sip upon this force of hope, it can cause our bodies to get in a mode of excitement where we're watching, where we're waiting and we have these hormones flowing, these endorphins as as well as adrenaline and it can make it hard to rest. And that's why we have to learn how to be excited and still rest. We can rest in this hope so that we are calm, but we are expecting. That we're excited about what's coming around the corner. What we know is going to happen. And that is something good is going to happen. And we're expecting the promises to come to pass. We're expecting good things and for days to become better. We're expecting and during that time of expectation, we can do things to help us to rest in hope. And that's when it comes to being able to pace yourself and have the rhythm of life that you need. Because that's the problem oftentimes whenever we're excited we start running and, you know, going so fast. And then we'll run out of steam. And we get so tired. It doesn't mean you're not excited if you're not running ahead. It just means that you have the right rhythm, the right flow. And sometimes it is fast and steady. And sometimes it is slow and steady. And sometimes it seems like you're standing still. But you're still excited because you know that the blessings are on the way. Hope says it's going to be better. Hope says try again. Hope says stay in that place of expectation just like it was Christmas. The rhythm and the pace of your flow on this journey called life is worth it. I often say my journey of hope because it is a journey, and we can pace ourselves. And while we're pacing ourselves, we can live life from the place of expectation excitedly like Christmas every day. You won't be disappointed. I'm Dr. Rosalind Y. Lewis Tompkins, and I pray that you have enjoyed this hope thought for today. For more hope thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the hope campaign, please visit makeahopeconnection.com. You can also go to hopeology.com Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope, into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope.